In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. On the first day of Dead Ball, a Snavely gave to me eight goals and a few cards from the referee. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 12 Days of Dead Ball, a Dead Ball Brothers special event for the holiday season. Oh man, this is so exciting. This is exciting for us. We have planned for you 12 miniature episodes, the regular Dead Ball, but compact. Really, really squeezed into a tight little space. If you were still driving to work, you'd be able to listen to it on your, I don't know, 20, 30 minute commute to Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Yeah. Easily. But since you're not doing that, you'll just have to listen while you're making gingerbread houses yeah. or shoveling your driveway. Quite clearly. <laughs> we are bringing you the best and the brightest of soccer's weird and wonderful holiday and winter stories. So, if you're into that sort of thing, that is what we have planned for you this holiday season. We've got a lot of fun stories, we're excited about this, and we're excited to bring you today's story, which we will do right after a little commercial break. So stick around, you might hear something like. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you by Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, 
your online sportsbook experts. Days of Dead Ball, brought to you as always by Bet Online and Indeed, and a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. My name is Adam Whitaker Snavely, and I'm joined by my real life brother Drew Snavely. Yes, I am here. That <laughs> you just did it yourself. I stole it, but I stole it's totally it from cool. you. Yeah, we are here to give you twelve stories for Christmas. It is Dead Ball's Christmas gift to you. It's twelve times the stupid, twelve times the fun, and twelve times the. Whatever the heck you want it to be. Yeah, you really, you, you kind of backed yourself into a corner with I that really one. did. <laughs> like 12 times the, ooh, don't know what 12 <laughs> else I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, we're bringing you 12 different kind of soccer, holiday slash winter themed stories. And Drew, you have told me that you are giving me eight goals scored and some cards given out by the referee. Yes, this is uh, Dead Ball Day 1. The first day of Dead Ball. I'm so excited. I'm so ready for this. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay, so Boxing Day. Boxing Day! A Boxing Day match, which for those of you who are Americans, you might not necessarily know what Boxing Day is because we don't celebrate it here, but it's essentially just the day after Christmas that is celebrated in England and also Canada, I believe. There's a little bit more to it that I have in another episode. Oh, really? If you are interested in hearing a little bit more history into it. Uh, I mean, do you want to save it for your episode? Or are you? I can say it right now. It's fine. Okay, yeah. So boxing, boxing Day is English, and it's also celebrated in Canada. Yeah. And it is traditionally, it was started in the 1800s. Yes. Much like soccer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and traditionally, the day after Christmas was a day that a lot of servants and people that worked for rich people... Uh, had the day off and their bosses, the people that they worked for would come to their places and give them Christmas boxes Gotcha. as a, as like a present and a gift and, and kind of like it's known as a day of charity traditionally. Um, and then also a lot of the times those people would give boxes subsequently to their families. Yeah. Um, so there was like the Christmas day and then also boxing day, which Man. was the day after, which is another day of gift, gift giving. Um, so that's the, really cool. The long and short of it is it's an English holiday. Um, yeah, that was kind of more or less all about charity. The, the, the optics of being a servant and, or, or being uh, an employed servant and what that meant or something yeah, like that's that at terrible. the time are, are not necessarily, I don't. I don't pretend to know all the, the ins and outs of what that meant at yes. the time. Yes. So I don't know if that's bad or fine. Probably there's a mixture of both. Probably. <laughs> I would I would imagine. It's probably safe to say. But Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. Yes. And it has nothing to do with punching people. It has absolutely nothing to do with punching people. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Boxer Rebellion, mm-hmm. which I think is a common misconception as well. <laughs> Do uh, people think that bo- Boxing Day is about the Boxer Rebellion? I don't know. Maybe. I, think <laughs> I, don't, so. I don't know about that. I feel like I've heard people say it before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but for those of you soccer fans that uh, follow the Premier League, uh, Boxing Day is a huge day. Yes. Uh, there are lots of games that are being played. Almost every team plays on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. And December is really an exciting time for soccer fans just because there are so many games that are being played in the Premier League specifically. It's yeah, like, specifically England. Specifically England, they play like 
a game every three days. They play so many games between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, between like December, I guess we're kind of already started. So this weekend, December 13th, uh, 11th through 13th, and then there are games that are being played on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and then there being games played the next weekend, and then the next midweek, and then... It's wild. So on. It's, it's crazy. like soccer every single day. So it, it's really cool. Um, I wanted to bring a story from Boxing Day. Um, that it, I mean, it's festive. Boxing Day is sure celebrated with Christmas kind of hand in hand. And it's where we get some really cool soccer stories, some really yeah, good games. Absolutely. Players are tired. They're fatigued. <laughs> yes. They played way too many minutes of soccer. <laughs> Craziness happens. And so this is what this match is. So, 2007. Chelsea had been on a nice little run of games over the past couple of months after polarizing manager Jose Mourinho and the club parted ways on September 20th. Oh, man. So this was after Jose had gotten sacked the first time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was after... Uh, He had just won the Premier League... And like the FA Cup with Chelsea, it, it feels like it's it's the period immediately after like the chosen one period. Yes, yes, they he had just lost penalties, lost on penalties the European Championship, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. I mean uh, Champions League to Manchester United. Yep. Um. So they parted ways. Chelsea went on quite a good run. Um. It's not like the results had been that bad when he got sacked. Absolutely not. <laughs> it was like three wins, two draws, and a loss. And then there was a tie in the first Champions League group stage match. And then that's when Robin Abramovich, Roman Abramovich said, is like, he's like, you know what? It's time. <laughs> you are done, my friend. <laughs> you know how he is. Cox pistol. <laughs> you know how Abramovich is. Like, I do. I really do. He has a, he has a short fuse. Um, and I mean, like... Antonio Kant was with Chelsea for a season. Mauricio Sarri was with Chelsea for a season. Yeah. And Frank Lampard is only has only been in the position as long as he has been because he's a Chelsea legend. Ledge. <laughs> legend. A legend, Mike. <laughs> so, after Mourinho had left and Avram Grant took over as the caretaker manager, Chelsea went on a 12-match run that saw the Blues win 8, draw 2, and lose 2. And the two losses were to United and Arsenal. Sure. So, I mean, like, it's pretty good. Like, you're, yeah. you're doing well. You're sitting well in the league table. Um, you're definitely still within contention for the title. Yeah. At this In this period of the Premier League. Um, I feel like if you have four losses in the first six months, um, your Premier League title hopes are, like, over in the current way things are. Just well, because, not this year. Not this year, <laughs> but, like, the previous four years sure that i mean like the premier league champion has been so far ahead it was literally literally this last weekend of matches every single team in the top four dropped points yeah when was the last time that happened shouts out to fulham shouts out to fulham none of them were playing each other and they all dropped points (laughs) oh man yeah shouts out to fulham shouts out to crystal palace yeah that was awesome both those games awesome so I mean, this Chelsea team were still very good. Mm-hmm. They were defending champs. They still had a ton of talented yeah. players. You've got Lampard. On their team. You've got Drogba. I mean, you have if you have Lampard Michael, and Drogba, you have Michael Bollock. 
Yeah. You have... Was uh, Essien still on the team? Essien was still on the team. Gosh. Pizarro was on the team. Uh, Makalele was on the team. John Terry. <laughs> uh, gosh, yeah, John Terry was on the team, unfortunately. <laughs> Chelsea were set to face Aston Villa for this boxing day ah, match. The villains. And the villains. And Aston Villa weren't too far behind Chelsea in the standings. Mm. And we're looking like they could be a team to compete for a European spot this season. Wow. Uh, they they had a really successful start to the year. Was that the like the the Gabby Abong Lahore era? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're you're exactly right. So the previous few seasons for Aston Villa, they'd been like tenth, eleventh place, sure, just very mid table. But this season seemed very promising for them. You know who might have been on that team around that time? Eric Lehigh. Okay, so Eric Lehigh was signed to Aston Villa this season nice and i was going to say that earlier but you already spoiled it (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that you knew that though (laughs) oh gosh so two good sides boxing day we're hoping for a cracker of a match turns out it's gonna be (laughs) that's why i'm telling this story story. (laughs) oh gosh so this is one of those matches that is incredible from a neutral perspective but if you support one of these clubs, you go into cardiac arrest three different times throughout <laughs> the 90 minutes played. Yes. It would be the villains who took the lead in the, fir- in the first half in 13 minutes into the game. Dang. I worded that really weirdly. That's fine. <laughs> We're here. We're Through waiting. Sean Maloney. He finished off a really good move by the villains, uh, sliding the ball past Petter Cech. Petter. 1-0 one ne- one Aston Villa. Sure. 30 minutes later... Maloney would add to his tally, scoring the second goal of the match and the second goal for Aston Villa. All right. This one, though, was a howler by Czech. Oh, So, like, think Rob Green, World Cup. Oh. It was, like, shot from 25 yards out. A speculative effort, as they say. It was right at Czech. Mm -hmm. He goes down to block it. It spills off his hands. The backspin carries the ball into the back of the net it was uh i mean the epitome of howler what can you do what can you know what can you do this was pre-headgear better check <laughs> yes no no it was oh he was actual. wearing headgear? he was wearing headgear yes. oh man too bad when did he start wearing headgear that is a good question maybe we should do a story a profile on concussion history in his concussion history <laughs> oh gosh oh man i i wow i thought that it was later than that all uh-huh. right it's cool. It's cool. So at this point, I mean, not great for Chelsea. 2-0 down, down, which some say is the most dangerous lead in the game. <laughs> I know that I say that. But, um, I mean, things are looking pretty bleak for Chelsea. Yeah. So, I mean, we're approaching halftime. We're almost there, but Chelsea get a glimmer of hope uh-huh. right before the half. It's actually more than a glimmer, glimmer of hope. It's like a significant amount of hope a cracker of hope <laughs> a firework of hope so uh aston villa center back zatia knight brought down michael bollock in the box Oop. denying him a clear goal scoring opportunity we call that dog so in the biz dog so and was sent off mm. so not only do chelsea whammy. not only do chelsea get a penalty they're also up a man which is great yeah 
And this is all before, right before half. Andre Shevchenko. Oh, Shevchenko was still on Chelsea? Was still on Chelsea. God, he was awful for them. He was so good for AC Milan, and he was terrible at he Chelsea. He was very, very good for AC Milan. <laughs> he was so bad for Chelsea. I forgot that Shevchenko was still there. But he was the one who stepped up to take the spot kick, smashing it into the back of the net for the Blues. Good for him. <laughs> and Chelsea were within one as halftime came. They say the vet, it's like whatever, like 80% of goals or something like that are scored within the first five minutes of the game, within five minutes of halftime, or within five minutes of another goal. Is that? Wow. That's a thing. Uh, I knew the goal within another goal, but I didn't know like just before halftime. Yeah. That's a big time when people score. But it's like the, the five minutes before and the five minutes after halftime, and then the five minutes from beginning and end, wow. and then five minutes with another goal. Harvard study. I'm sure. <laughs> Says Adam Snavely, Harvard yes. study. All right, so Chelsea are up a man, and they picked up right where they left off in the second half with Shevchenko scoring a screamer from 25 yards out. God. It was actually a very impressive goal. This was like every single good thing that Andrei Shevchenko did for Chelsea in one I was going to say, game. this was a very good game for him. He did not have many good no, Chelsea games. No, he really didn't. <laughs> in the 65th minute... Shevchenko again played in Alex, the Brazilian, who neatly put the Blues ahead 3-2. to two. This is really taking me down memory lane. It really is. Alex. <laughs> wow. Uh, gosh. 3-2 Chelsea. 3-2 Chelsea, 65 minutes in. So this lead for Chelsea would actually only last a few minutes. Despite being down a man, Aston Villa came roaring back. Martin Larson smashed in a curling free kick from future Manchester United legend, Ashley Young, baby. Ashley Young. Ashley Young was on Aston Villa? Yeah, dude. Whenever Ashley Young played Aston Villa, they would boo him every time he touched the ball. I just remember Ashley Young playing for Watford and then for Manchester United. Because Ashley Young was on that Watford team that Jay Demerit was on that got promoted. Yes. But I don't remember him playing for Aston Villa like he at all. He played for Aston Villa and okay. they still hate him. Well, that's... <laughs> like many people do. He's a hateable guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, gosh. So the score's all level, 3-3. Three to three. And that, Adam, is when Ricardo Carvalho, who Ano-yet is yet another, yet another, yet another memory lane, decided to level the playing field Heck yeah. for Aston Villa when he went in for a two-footed horror, horror tackle on, Agab- um, oh gosh, Agbonalore. Ag- Gabby Ab- Agbong Lahore. Ag- Agbong Lahore. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's the whiskey speaking. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> um, it was, yeah, I mean, it was a clear red card yeah, challenge. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and I think... Um, it was the Grant, Premier League in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Everything was either a screamer from 30 yards or a red card. Yes, and this game had it all. It really did. Even Grant, after the game, the Chelsea manager... Was like, he didn't intend to hurt the guy, and it's like okay, but <laughs> what was he intending on doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw it. he could have snapped his his shin in half easily. It was one of those challenges where it's like it's a miracle that it hasn't happened yet. Sure. So, so, so Carvalho leveled the playing field. He was given his marching orders, and the game was now ten to ten. Both teams were now looking for a winner, 
as the minutes dwindled down and the gaps on the field grew larger. Sure. Just yeah. That's how it that's goes. That's how it goes. Especially the game opens especially up. when there are only 20 people on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, it was then when Michael Bollock curved in a free kick from about 20 yards out in the 87th minute that Chelsea got their winner. Michael Ballack, a noted wearer of the number 13. Yes, yes. That was like another to, thing that I was going to say. I would like Gosh, to point out. Yeah. I know I know the people who you wore really number do. 13. You really do. Michael Ballack <laughs> wore it. Jermaine Jones wore it. Alex Morgan wears it. I oh, know who wears gosh. number 13. <laughs> so, I mean, 4-3. to three, Surely this is it. It's the 87th minute. Obviously. Nothing wrong can go wrong. No. I'm here for Chelsea. Game in the bag. Bag secured. Except for that five-minute rule that I talked about <laughs> earlier. Oh, gosh. In the 91st minute, mm-hmm. Villa, desperate for an equalizer, is pounding the Chelsea goal. <laughs> <laughs> They're just absolutely just pounding it. Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> the ball is literally bouncing around the mouth oh, no. of the goal. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like, how is this ball not in the back of the net? Sure. They're, it's like off the bar, off Chelsea defender. It's like, it is crazy that the ball... Did not land mm-hmm. in the back of the net. It's miraculous. Well, maybe it wasn't so miraculous because one of those Chelsea players that it hit happened to be Ch- uh, Ashley Cole. Ah, uh, Ashley Cole. Who is another one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but Ashley Cole played in MLS for a long time. It's so true. it's a little it's bit true. less like, oh, yeah, I remember Ashley Cole. Like, and of the, course in, I remember and Ashley the infamous Cole. Roma uh, team picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's so oh, weird. Gosh. Well, it turns out that Ashley Cole had actually stuck out his hand mm-hmm. on one of those mm-hmm. where it was it wasn't blatantly obvious hey, when watching the replay. Hey, best left back in the world, mate. <laughs> it was one of those where he, like he headed it yeah. and the ball was still probably going to go in the back of the net and he, he kind of like nudged it with his hand. It was like he an extension of, of his head a little bit. It was really great acting. Yeah. Like it looked very natural, <laughs> but it was clearly I'm trying to keep this ball out at all costs. Absolutely. Um, so, guess what? Villa awarded a penalty. Absolutely. And Ashley Cole is sent off. <laughs> Actually, wait, what is that? Oh, wait, no, no, no. Okay. Not I was Ashley thinking Young. Ashley Young. Yes, 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 yes Ashley yes. Cole. Multiple people named Ashley. Yes, yes I got it. It is. Everything makes sense. It's confusing. And also, Joel Cole is in the game as oh, well. Oh, gosh, yeah. Which is like, gosh, man. Really tripped down memory lately. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Chelsea down to nine guys, and Aston Villa have their penalty. And that is when English legend Gareth Barry oh, steps up to waiting, the spot. I've been waiting for Gareth Barry's name. I was like, mid-2000s, Aston Villa, Gareth Barry has to be in this story. <laughs> and honestly, it's a miracle um, that he wasn't like involved in the pushing match that kind of ensued mm-hmm. after the penalty was called against Chelsea because there was like kind of a scuffle. Yeah. And usually Gareth Barry's like in the middle of that yeah, breaking sure. somebody's neck, you know? A good question for you and for the audience. Are Gareth Barry and James Milner the same person? Because it feels like they might be the same person. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that's probably safe to say. I mean, they both played for City. So I think that Gareth Barry, I think that James Milner has spent more time at top clubs than Gareth Barry. Yes. But I also think that Gareth Barry has probably played a bigger role at like Everton than 
James sure. Milner ever has at Liverpool. I will say that Gareth Barry and James Milner have converged on this podcast one time. Yes, yes. Which was that Newcastle story about the players fighting each other. Yes. Because James Milner was like a teenager. Yeah, he was like his playing, debut season. Playing for Newcastle, yes. and Gareth Barry was playing for Aston Villa. Check out that episode. Check if out you, that episode, baby. If you have a chance. So, Gareth Barry steps up, and he drains it, baby. Of course he does. Of course, of course he does. Because what's he going to do in that situation? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, the game ends 4-4. Four to four. This is the first time that Chelsea had given up four goals in a, in a match in exactly four years. The last time happening on Boxing Day in 2003 against Charlton Athletic. Ooh, which I thought was Charlton! Which I thought was like, what are the odds? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is pretty crazy. It is kind of crazy Double stuff. Boxing Day, give up four goals. Yeah. So, huh. that, um, that is the Boxing Day match of 2007. I mean, there are more matches that day, but sure. this was the match. This the was, match. The this important one. Probably one of the more forgotten matches, I think, in Premier League history, just because there weren't any like major implications. It was just one of those bonkers games where you had happened. everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's Sources cool. for this story are Owen Phillips of the BBC, Tom Victor with Planet Football, and Kevin Mikara for The Guardian. I like that. Thank you for that trip down memory lane. Of course. That was so nostalgia-ridden. Oh, man. Yeah, it really was. I love that. And we have more of that nostalgia planned for you this week, every single day, as we're going to roll out episodes every single day for you guys. So stay tuned for that. If you would like to support our podcast more, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a rating and review. It would really, really help us out. Also, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are at DeadBallPod everywhere on Instagram. We're on Twitter, which is where we're probably most most active. We also have a Facebook. We have an email. If you want to email us, DeadBallPod at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the podcast even more, we have a Teespring store with merch on it that you can buy and wear on your body. The, the link to the description, the link to will be in the description below. below. Pardon me. I don't know if it'll get to you by Christmas Day. Probably if you order not now, at this point. But still not a bad Christmas gift. No, absolutely not. A late <laughs> Christmas gift possibly for you. But we are coming to you soon with the next episode of the 12 Days of Dead Ball. And until that time, my name is Adam Whitaker-Snavely. And I'm Drew. And we'll see you later.